This summer, we're bringing you double Koi gig. I think the amount of high scoring has been a surprise to me because I thought that the teams were closer than what they are, but the powerhouses seem to still be the powerhouses. Subscribe to the OTB Koi gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Delighted to say we are now joined by the former Galway manager Kevin Walsh. Kevin, nicely set up there uh, by Sean, mentioning 2018 when you were in charge for that win against Kerry in the Super 8. He's saying that the players now, those who were involved, should take a certain amount of confidence from having got a championship win against the Kingdom back four summers ago. Yeah, look, at it, I suppose it was kind of a I mean, it was the first championship win since, since the 60s, so that was massive. And again, you know, the under-20s came through. Then uh, we had a very fancy team in 2020, and they also beat Kerry unexpected. So the last four or five years have been have been good to Galway, um, including the league win down, down, down in Tralee as well. So um, look, it, it, it certainly should, uh, I suppose, probably say to give them confidence that they can beat this Kerry team. Did that play in mind at all going into 2018? Will you talk about the long championship run where Kerry had dominated from the final in 65 right through to that win in 2018? Was that ever on the mind or anything that was talked about, like basically how long Galway had been waiting for a win? I would, of course, yeah. That, that, I mean, you can't avoid that, especially with the social media now. Mm. And all the facts and figures are always thrown out there. And, you know, as far as we were Galway are concerned, it was more than that at the time. It was more that... that we had the big championship win since 2001 and, and the hoodoo of Crow Park. Everything was 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 big for that match in 2018. You know, that was a Super 8s match as well. And it was, you know, the top two teams came out of, of, of a very difficult group. So, you know, we had Monaghan and Kildare at the time. So, and uh, I've actually qualified early and that uh, group with, with Kerry involved was, was huge. And it, so it also, you know, as I said, it was it was not only the Kerry hoodoo, it was the Crow Park hoodoo. And it was a kind of, some of the hoodoos are made, are made too much of. But certainly where Kerry are concerned back to the 60s is quite a while. So that was that was huge to, to get over the line. Has a stake been driven into the heart of that idea of the Crow Park issue now? Because every time the goal we were preparing to go to Crow Park in recent years, it's been, it's only so many wins since 2001 and there's so many defeats yeah. have happened. And even after the league final defeat, the late collapse against Roscommon earlier this year, people were mentioning that Galway have got a very poor record at Crow Park. They've now been there. They've won two difficult games against Ulster opposition in the quarterfinal and semi-final. They've had three runouts in Crow Park this year. Is that even a factor now going into this weekend? I don't think Rock Park is a factor on the back of look at it. 2018, as I said, we bet, we bet uh, Kerry. We had won the Division Two final against Kildare up there. Uh, you know, there was there was there was loads of things happening at the time. We performed very very well against Dublin in the league final, and and actually in the in the in the All Ireland semi final by the last 15 minutes. So just didn't take our chances. And again, you know, I suppose this game against Armagh leading up to the dirty match, I think. Always efficiency in front of goal was was very very high against Armagh, which you need that to happen to win big games. And unfortunately, 2018 the semi final, our efficiency in front of goal was shockingly poor in the first half. And if it'd been better, we could maybe take out the Dublin team in Crow Park in 2018. But the efficiency is, is massive, and it has been quite good for Galway in the last while. So, you know, a fit a fit Comer, uh, which is brilliant for Galway. You know, back over the number of years, he had a lot of bad injuries, and the, you know, it's important that he stays he stays injury free for the, for, the, for this big match as well. But Look at the Crow Park thing, to be honest, is that hoodoo is well and truly gone. Uh, Kerry have their own little hoodoo at the minute for, for winning the All-Ireland. So it's only eight years, but it's, it's like a eternity for them down there. And even that Dublin match, I saw the way they celebrated beating the Dublin team. Uh, it was huge pressure off, off them because there's massive pressure down there. And and again, that was a Dublin team that would not 
in my opinion, wouldn't be next or near where the Dublin team was back in 2018. So, you know, to see Kerry celebrating that uh, was huge for them. But that wasn't, you know, a team with Conor Callan, Paul Mannion, Jack McCaffrey, Michael Dara, you know, Philly McMahon, all going out of it. A lot of those guys genuinely had not been replaced at the same level. So, uh, I suppose getting over the line by one point against Dublin, uh, the Dublin team missing Conor Callan, you know, it's not massive form, but it's good form for them because they needed to get that hoodle off the back. Yeah. Let's have a chat about Damien Comer then when we look at our kind of five key matchups that you've picked out going into this weekend. Comer scoring the uh, two goals last time out against Derry to help go away through to the final for the first time since 2001. He's likely to go up against Foley this weekend, isn't he? I would think so, yeah. Uh, it, lo- it looks that way. Um, <clears throat> but I would think, you know, look at Kerry or Longer for round play. Tally is down there as well. Uh, I'd expect that there will be a bit more help defence on with, with Foley. I thought Derry were very naive to be honest with you um, they had all the bodies back but they just uh, you know wrote an article in Examiner about it where you know Rogers was completely looking at Comer and he didn't see, he could not see when the ball was coming which for me is technically very very poor defending uh, albeit totally concentrated on the man and given the job to do but you have to see man as he's evolving that didn't happen against Terry I'd expect that uh, Kerry will mark that differently uh, I'd also think they'll have help defence a bit closer to Homer. So it's fine having all the bodies back behind the 45-metre line, but you have to know your role inside a defensive system. And I thought maybe it's part of Jerry's build, building at the minute, but they just weren't uh, clinical in, in, in that defending side of it. I expect Kerry to be more clinical on that. And Paitali will know the threat that Homer uh, possesses as well, particularly left 1v1. And he'll also know that if it's tightly defended and there's help defence and there's two on him, you know, sometimes Damien, and he's obviously grown up a bit, but he, he may make bad decisions and try to kick when it's not on. So he's going to try and create an environment that maybe will try to put Damien into what we call the ugly zone or out of his comfort zone. So uh, I expect this to be fairly defensive. Have you noticed a change in the collective way that Kerry have defended this year with Tally and O'Connor? Have they actually changed things around a bit? Because a lot's been made of the fact that they haven't conceded too many goal chances. It took almost a, a wonder strike to actually get a green flag for Dublin the last day. But generally, league and championship this year, Kerry have looked pretty safe at the back. They have, to be fair. And uh, they're getting the bodies back a bit more. Uh, um, Tyg Marley seems to be the guy that's doing the sweeping. <clears throat> I'm not convinced that he's the full sweeper role picked up yet. Uh, you know, uh, the ball is more than one kick away. I, you know, it should be marking space when it's less than a kick away from the full forward or the threat. It should be a little bit further back to protect that, that the full back. And uh, I just think there's a little gap left there all the time for pop passes the likes of John Daly, a very good foot passer, to pop passes into the likes of Comer if that's not blocked up. Um, again, but to be fair, you know, there's a little bit, good bit made out of for Kerry to concede and not concede it. But if you look at the Dublin team that played Cork, uh, they didn't get a smell of a goal chance. Uh, that was without Conor Callum. So for me, the Dublin team up front at the minute haven't got a Paul Mannion or a Conor Callum who are the goal threats. And, and so, you know, their forward line isn't made up of goal threats at the minute. So well, I'm, not, I'm not so sure on which that Kerry team actually tested in championship in relation to a good forward line like that who will go at you. So look at it, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where they've come on Sunday yeah I, that's actually an intriguing side to the uh, battle and the conversation because I was alongside Ross Munley for uh, the quarterfinals the round before and we were just thinking that about Dublin and Cork because the game had drifted so you're almost watching Dublin to see where the movement is in the forward line in the second half 
and all of their inside forwards that day looked to come back out to recycle the ball back out to the D. Now, they kicked plenty of scores and they won very comfortably, but without Con, there was nobody to go in behind. While Galway present a very different challenge where, like, Walsh and Comer are going to look to try and stretch that defence this weekend. Yeah, but in particular, Comer in the in the inside where he'll turn and go at you. Shane does a lot of his, of his movement down the wings and, you know, he's going to have to ch- slightly change or something and try and get inside the man and, 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 and have more of an impact because... Well, it's fine running and taking people on. It's, it's the middle three lanes that counts, you know. Then one lane five in the outside is where, and you know, that's another part where probably Dave Clifford will be if, he, if he's if he's the only defender. He'll do a lot of his work out on lane five and recycling as well if he doesn't get nearly shot. So, like, Comer is like Conor Callan. He puts a head down. He'll get under your hand. He'll create freeze. He will take you on at all costs if the space is there where other forwards won't do that, you know. And this is the first time, I suppose, Kerry are going to be facing that a type of a threat, providing that we get the ball in there. David Clifford, a problem to try and solve. Three goals and six points when the sides met in Trinity a couple of years <clears> ago in the league. So we've seen the damage that he can do. Who picks him up? Well, to be fair, like things have completely changed that league match. I mean, Galway at that time had spent a year and a half, I suppose, attack, 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 and left, left the defensive team behind them. So they've completely changed in the last year. Uh, you can see it during the league, so they've gone back to in a way back where we were ourselves, and they've you know they've I probably learned the lesson the hard way. So I don't expect Clifford getting a three six on Sunday, even though it's a bigger pitch in in, in Crow Park. You're going to find probably that Galway will have, you know, if the same goes same as Derry, they'll have fifteen behind the behind the halfway line for the first half. So again, that's something I'd like to see that they they would keep at least two up uh, because we're going to need a transition to put Kerry in the back foot. It can't be just all about defending either. So I suppose it's gone from one extreme, like the match you spoke about on Tony Kerry two years ago, to the other extreme now. So, you know, we will have to put that Kerry team in the back foot as well. Uh, but I would say we have to leave two two up and uh, get the, you know, if we have to lose a sweeper or two, we probably don't need three or four sweepers, which we have at the minute. Uh, but just to get that balance right. Does that mean a man marker on David Clifford or is it more about the <laughs> zonal if they're going to stop ball coming into him? Well, to be honest, I, I do expect it'll be a man marker. It, it probably, you know, it, it'll be either Liam Sake or Sean Kelly, depending on what they go with. I, I would guess it'd be that. Uh, so uh, the matchup I've picked would be Liam Sake against Clifford, but it could be Sean Kelly. So it'll be that. But, but they'll, have, they'll have help defence around them. That'll be zonal. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and if they don't, you know, it doesn't matter who's marking Clifford, if he gets easy ball and no help around there, uh, you know, he, he's, he's going to be a massive threat. So look at it's going to be a zonal with the man-to-man there anyway. Uh, I don't expect the Galway going to go like they did 18 months ago down to Lee. That won't happen. Uh, so it will be. It'll be it'll be zonal around Clifford. The Clifford will not do the Damien Comer job or the Con Con job where he's going to bury the head and go down and go through two, two or three fellas. He'll be trying to hit the hit the point on his second step, which he's very good at. Uh, most forwards will take four steps before they hit, so he can hit him too. So it's really vital that whoever's on him does a man-marking job and that he's actually stuck to him. Yeah, he's remarkably hard to stop. I mean, it's an obvious point, but the fact that he drifts into such kind of interesting pockets of space, he almost plays so instinctively. And we saw that at different times, even against Dublin, where maybe he's gone quiet for a little while, then he drifts off into a pocket of space. We saw in the quarterfinal where the one chance he got in behind where space opened up, he puts the ball into the top corner. He's remarkably good at ghosting into good positions, isn't he? Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. And again, it's even the second half against Dublin, you know, when he won that free, the last one, you know, you're quite second half. But Kerry are keeping him up all the time, and they're not—you know—he's not part of of, of their defence. Uh, 
And again, I, that's why I'd like to see Damien Comer as well as much as possible, or at least, at least um, maybe coming out for ten minutes and going back in, but ha- keeping a threat up at all times. Uh, Kerry will be doing that, but I don't expect David Clifford to be given the spaces that he's been given to date. Uh, as I said at the start of this, uh, it's going to be, I would think, very defensive, and uh, that takes out the spaces that Isaac Clifford and O'Shea and O'Shea likes. I suppose looking from a Kerry point of view. They'll be hoping and they'll be trying to put pressure on awful early to try and get ahead because, you know, if it's like the Derry game was, the longer that goes on, the better it is for Galway. Um, I do believe that Galway can be there or come down the stretch, which, is, which I think they should be. There's no reason why not. What, what we spoke about start the programme here in 2018, down the 20s, talent is coming through. Uh, but if they can be down the stretch, you saw what happened. I mean, Kerry, there's massive pressure on Kerry. There's massive pressure on Kerry. They brought a man down from Tyrone. Uh, Jack O'Connor is back in there. The expectation now of the beating Dublin is to absolutely win this All-Ireland. This is not a case of, well, you know, we had a great year. It's not a great year now unless they win All-Ireland. So if there's 10, 15 minutes there and Kerry haven't got away from the pack, like against Dublin, you know, it happened against Cork in 2000, Tyrone 2021. Uh, Again, last week against Dublin, when the, the goal came in from, from from Dublin, it was a nervy, nervy ending. And I know they got a massive free at the end uh, to get them out of the gap. But, you know, if that went down longer, where would it be? It's hard to know. But certainly there's, there's nerves in there if uh, if Kerry don't get, 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 get in and get ahead. Kevin, I'm interested in your take on Keen O'Neill because we've mentioned Paddy Talley coming into the Kerry backroom setup, mm. and you know Mike Quirk after he left Leash went in with Jack O'Connor for this year in Kerry's a stack backroom team. I was listening to Park Joyce's comments from last week about uh, O'Neill, and he was basically saying, "Look, I brought him in. This is a guy. Sometimes we argue, sometimes we disagree tactically, or we disagree about things. But sometimes having that dissenting voice into your backroom team is no bad thing. You need it. I mean, look, what I've always said this, and you always hear me talking about a challenge the environment." It has to be a chance to be an environment. I think sometimes too many management teams surround themselves with, with best friends or ex-footballers and, you know, you're all of the same thinking. And, you could, you know, to, to, to evolve as a person or a coach or to learn, you have to bring people in who's going to challenge you. And it cannot be, oh, you know what, that's great. This is the way we'll do it. And we'll all take the blame together. That cannot be what it is. This has to be uh, a challenge to be an environment. And there's no doubt, I'm sure that's what Keane done. Keane himself has, is it would, be, would be fairly opinionated, I, 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 I'd be guessing. I don't know the man very well. I spoke to him once twice on the phone. <clears throat> but in fairness to him, he's steeped in, in, in trying to improve. So, you know, he's he's um, brought, I suppose, a level of organisation. He's brought, I, I'd be absolutely very clear that they probably do have arguments and they should have arguments uh, in what to do. But, you know, things have changed since he has come in. Uh, it seems, I suppose, that uh, the belief has kicked in there. They're definitely have come back to a lot of what we're doing ourselves, albeit maybe maybe slightly different. Um, but now the trick for them is to find how do they stay defensively strong without using all the all the bodies in behind the first offensive line or defensive line, because you're taken from the top, and if you take two people from the top uh, for your trick trick transition, you're not going to put the other team on the on, on the opposite foot quick enough. So that's to find that balance. And again, you know. If you if you have three or four sweepers in behind your defensive line, you as I said, you lose up front. If you take them out, you can put them on your first defensive line, and that automatically releases two people to go up front. So it's it'd be interesting to see if you can find that over the over the um, 
the last two weeks. That's Keane O'Neill trying to give you a ring right there, Kevin. Yeah, couple of a couple of other battles before you uh, chat to Keane about the weekend. Um, a veteran <laughs> one here, two players who are uh, now I think into their 14 seasons at senior level in David Moore and Paul Conroy who are likely to pick each other up. Paul Conroy, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I, I expect so. Um, I think I think Paul is 33 and David's 34 now. I'd expect that they will pick each other up. Um, probably Jack Barry going on to McDade. Uh but you see, I suppose the big thing here is the the high press from, from both teams on, on the kickouts. And if both teams are successful in the high press, uh, that means the ball is going to go long. Um, so you're going to have an area battle. And sometimes in a lot of GA today, you don't see that much because it's quick kick out after kick out. Kick out. Um, so I dubbed a Galway against Derry. They had five and four up in the front full forward line and three or four in behind that. They had nine up in the front field, which means you know they were actively pushing Derry to put that ball out long at all costs. Uh, you know, will Kerry be, will they have done a homework on that? Will they overload one side instead of running around like Derry done and get the bodies on one side to negate some of the of the, of the front push? All that type of stuff, I suppose, I presume Kerry will be looking at to, to, to negate that type of stuff. Uh, but, you know, if that is the case, the aerial battle will be massive between um, Moore and Conway. And, you know, look, it's, it's, it's hard to know who the better of that one. I mean, Dave Morton would, would have always been a big fielder. And uh, I suppose Kerry, Kerry would be hoping that he'll have the strength in that. And the final battle that you've picked out is Shane Walsh, we mentioned, has been the danger man, the top scorer for Galway this year, up against <laughs> Thomas Sullivan. Yeah, and any time we were there before, Thomas Sullivan actually picked up Shane all the time. So I'd be fairly sure that that's what will happen. Look, maybe they may turn around the day and, and say, well, you know what, Tom, we'll put you on someone else because you've been scoring two and three points yourself and we release you. Maybe they might do that. But I expect that they'll put him on Shane Walsh and uh, just to, to 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 give him full attention because same happening against Terry, the young McCluskey was brilliant against Shane in, 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 in that game, kept Shane out of the game. The Armagh guys was a little bit different. There was a bit of, I suppose, more 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 attention off the ball than what McCluskey gave. But I suppose Shane has to find a way, and his teammates have got to help him find a way to uh, get into this final and you know make a huge impact on Co Park because Shane is top scorer. Um, his impact hasn't been as high as he'd like in the last two or three games so I presume that's something Parik will be working on very hard to try and get Shane released a little bit because uh, we know what he can do if he gets open space but we also know that if he's kept quiet then he may get a little bit frustrated so that's important to get Shane into the game fairly quickly and again maybe give him his 10 minutes inside up, up front and if Damien back for 5 minutes but we always try and keep one of those two dangerous guys up front is really, really important yeah, some really key battles this weekend. Kevin, enjoy the game on Sunday. Welcome, guys. Thanks, man. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.